We're in the second long line at the start of the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, The Gaboyin were tax collectors, they were Jewish tax collectors, who had to come into Jewish households and take out property to pay the non-Jewish ruler. So they were generally um, uneducated, they were Amharatim, and so therefore, normally, we would say everything that they touch becomes Tomei, but we don't, we don't actually know what they touched. So it says they came into the house, so too thieves, who are obviously considered to be Amaratsim, who returned the stolen vessels, the vessels that they stole. So we're going to assume that the vessels in the house and these vessels that the thieves are returning should be impure. However, they have a believability to say that we did not touch these vessels. So, for example, if the, the thief was returning the vessel, and how he got it if he didn't touch it, but obviously he, he sort of touched it with a, with a barrier or something, and he's returning it, or the tax collectors will come to the person and say, yeah, we came into the house, but we didn't touch those vessels, so then they can be believed. And therefore, those vessels can be used um, in uh, sacrificial use. Ubi Yushalayim, and in Yushalayim, Ne'emonin al HaKodesh, Ubishasaregel Afalatrumah. Um, Amharatsim, uneducated men, are believed in Yerushalayim um, re- regarding the purity of vessels. And for Kodesh, uh, that's uh, all year round for Kodesh. And at the time of the Regal, at the time of the three festivals, also for Truma. So here we see a stricture of, another stricture of Truma over Kodesh, that by Kodesh they're believed all year round in Yerushalayim, and for Truma only at the time of the Regal. Now this is going to contrast the previous mission, which was dealing with small vessels, that we said that in order for a person to be able to believe the potter of small vessels, he had to have been within the uh, perimeter from Yerushalayim to Modi'in. However, over here we're talking about just in Yerushalayim, but we're talking, as the Gemara will explain, about large vessels. For Ramini, the Brisa seems to contradict. Hagaboin shenichnus that if these tax collectors come into the house, habayis kuloi tome, that the entire house is tome, all of the, the vessels are impure. And yet our Mishnah said they'd be believed to say what is or isn't impure. So look, Kasha, the Gemara answers and says, One case is where they were, the, the tax collectors were accompanied uh, by a non-Jew, and the other case is where they weren't accompanied by a non-Jew. Disnan, as it says in the Mishnah, if there is a non-Jew with these tax collectors, they are believed to tell the person that they didn't go into the house at all. But they are not believed if they tell the owner of the house that we came in, but we didn't touch so, such and such vessels. So therefore we see that once they are accompanied with a non-Jew, they lose, they lose their ne'amonis, uh, their believability. But as long as they're by themselves, they still have their believability. Asks the Gemara, What difference does it make if there's a Jew or a non, if there's a non-Jew with them? So Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yelazar. It's a machloikas from Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yelazar. What exactly the reason of this uh, chaperone? What, what difference does it make? And one of them says because they've got the fear of this non-Jew on them. And if they don't do a proper full search of the entire house, then they're worried that this non-Jew is going to punish them. So therefore, they, if they were accompanied by a non-Jew, of course they touched all of the vessels. 
Fakhad Omer, the other opinion says, Amos Malchus Alein, that they're not worried about this chaperone, they're worried about the Malchus, they're worried about the, uh, the king finding out about their, um, their ineffective search. So my Beinayu, where will we see a halachic difference between the two, these two opinions? So Ikebeinayu, there's a difference in a case, Nochri She'enochoshev, if the accompanying non-Jew is not an important person. So if he's an important person, well then the one opinion said that we're worried that he will punish them. If he's not, and, and the other one said that he'll just tell the king, even though he's not important, but he'll tell the king, and then the king will punish these tax collectors. However, if the Nochri is not Choshev, so then the one who says that normally we'd be worried about the, that Nochri punishing the Jews for not checking effectively, if he's not important, he's not going to be able to punish them. So therefore, according to that opinion, it should be okay, and you should still be able to believe the Jews if they say they didn't touch the vessels. But according to the other opinion, who said that we're never really worried about the non-Jew himself, we're worried about what he'll say to the, the, the leaders, the rulers, that would still be a problem, even if he's not kosher. So too, the thieves, we said that if they return your vessels, they can be believed to say that they are still pure. For a mini, Abraisa seems to contradict. If thieves come into the house, the only place which is going to be Tomei is the place where the thieves walked. However, what we see from this is, is that you have to treat everywhere where they went as being Tomei. So therefore they wouldn't be believed to tell you that it was pure. So, The difference is, is if, they, if they're doing tshuva, if they, if they repented for their sin. If they didn't repent, so then you have to assume that everywhere they walked, it's Tomei. But if they're coming and bringing back the vessels and they're doing tshuva, and they say, but don't worry, I didn't touch these and these and these vessels, these other vessels, so then you can believe them. Daikonami, this is also inferred from the words of our Mishnah, Dekotani, because it's taught, that they were coming, the Mishnah said they were coming to give back the vessels. From here we can learn that there's a difference. So at this stage we'll just summarize that we had the case of the tax collectors. We said that a tax collector is believed to tell you that he didn't touch certain vessels. However, that's only if, he came, if they came alone. If they came with a non-Jew, then they lose their believability. And that's either because... The non, they're worried that the non-Jew himself will punish them for their ineffective searching, or because they're worried that he'll snitch on them to the, the, the king. And the difference between those two answers will be if they're accompanied by an unimportant non-Jew. In such a case, we wouldn't be worried about him punishing the, the Jewish tax collectors, but we would be worried about him um, snitching on them to the government. Um, the second case we said, the thieves... We said that sometimes thieves are believed to say that they didn't touch certain vessels, sometimes they're not. It all depends on whether they did tshuva or not. And our Mishnah was clearly talking about where they were doing tshuva, that's why they were returning the stolen item. The Mishnah continued and said, Yerushalayim, that in Yerushalayim, an Am Haaretz is believed to tell you that something regarding Kodesh is pure. Tana, the Bryce explains, They are believed on Big earthenware kalim in Yerushalayim. When there were small earthenware kalim, we, only believe, we believed them all the way to Madi'im. For the big earthenware kalim, we limited the believability just to Yerushalayim. But that's only for Kodesh. For Kol Kachlama, why? Why do we need to relax this law that generally speaking, Amaretz who touches a vessel, it's impure and we don't believe him. 
How can we believe him in this case of Kodesh and in the previous Mishnah all the way up to Modi'in, the small vessels? So the Gemara answers, because they weren't allowed to have the fires, the kilning fires, the pottery factories in Yerushalayim. And the explanation is, is because the smoke that comes out is too much and it would blacken the beautiful um, brick or walls of Yerushalayim. We said that all year round in Yerushalayim they'd be believed for the Kodesh, but only at the times of the festivals for Truma. From where do we know that we give a certain believability to an Amaretz at the time of the festival? So, Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi do Amar He says, because the Posuk says, kol ish Yisrael el ish echad that the, all of the Jewish men gathered together to the city like one man friends. And it uses the word chaveirim, which we've been using up until now to de- describe somebody who is educated in these laws and very careful and scrupulous with these laws. So he says, that at the time of the festival, when all of the Jews gather together in Yerushalayim, the Torah considers it as if they are chaveirim, as if they are very careful and educated in these laws. So the rabbis saw from that posuk that they could relax their rabbinical law, generally, like we said, an Amaretz is not believed and everything he touches is Tomei, but at the time of the festival, he's believed. And there we see another stricture of Kodesh over Truma, because Truma, the Amaretz is only believed at the time of the festival, whereas Kodesh was all year round. So just to summarize this last bit, we said that the, um, that the, the vessels, that the, the, the Mishnah believes in Amaretz to proclaim the purity of a vessel only in Yerushalayim, for Kodesh, if they are big earthenware vessels. Again, small earthenware vessels, the believability spread to, the, uh, to further, to Modi'im. And then we said that even for Truma and Amaretz is believed at the time of the regal in Yerushalayim, and that's based on a verse which tells us that at the time of the, uh, the regal, all of Yisrael, all of the men are considered to be Chaveirim.